welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, a side quest episode where we're discussing June June's barf, ga- barf game, Alan Wake. You voted for it. We played it. We also have Trevor here with us as a special Hello. guest. But as usual, I'm Holden Depardo. I'm here with Chad Michael Innes. We all know Chad. That's me. You gotta lick your lips sexily. <laughs> no, you don't. You really don't. Okay, first of all, you're the married one. Also, that you don't have to be sexy anymore. I gotta be sexy 24-7. Gotta attract a mate. You should... <laughs> it's also very sexy. It's extremely... The audio listeners are missing out on Chad's very, very yeah, sexy... Definitely, <laughs> definitely go look at the voice. video later. It's, it's, it's so mesmerizing. <laughs> You'll just stare into it for hours, just on, just on like 0. 0.5 speed. It's 10 majestic. out of 10, my licking my lips, much better than Alan Wake. Oh, hot take. Oh, we are going to have some talking. <laughs> I was going to say it's better than Alan Wake, but Alan Ugh. Wake is also a really good game. So let's jump into our thoughts. Trevor, you've played the game before. Yes. So you're not, you're not new to Alan Wake. No. Why do you love Alan Wake so much? Who? Um, I mean, it, it. It. Okay. Let Let's get it. Let's get it off the the. You know, get out of the way first. It's not the best game. <laughs> there are better <laughs> games. There are better games that came out in 2010. There's better games that Remedy has made, but this one like really hit a lot of points for me. Like, uh, it's you know, uh, Stephen King stuff, uh, Twin Peaks stuff, just weird supernatural shit. I love that stuff. And this one just resonated with me. I mean, at the time this came out, I had just decided that I want to be an author. Like, that's what I want to do. And so, like, it hit me at just the perfect time of, like, playing a character who is an author, who's got writer's block, who's dealing with things that are coming to life from stories and questioning reality and time and all that stuff. It, I, it, it just it was perfect for me at the time, but it still is today. I just played it this morning. And I still love it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's I like. Me. I liked it as well too. But Chad, you like licking licking your lips more than Alan Wake. Explain yourself. This was one of my least favorite games I have literally ever played in my entire life. Wow. <laughs> yes. Did not like this game at all. Uh, there are two reasons that this could probably be the case. One is that it was very poorly made and not fun to play. Two is that it wasn't <laughs> The Last of Us Part Two because I finished The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, had that emotional journey. And then I was having to play this before I could play The Last of Us Part Two again. So the whole time I was playing this game, I was like, this isn't The Last of Us. This isn't The Last of okay, Us. Okay, well, that that is, I mean, so that's like watching, <laughs> that's like watching The Road and then watching like, I don't know, Doctor Sleep or some crap where it's just like, I just <laughs> am thinking hey, constantly about good. The Road. I, I'm going to watch it tonight, actually. But yeah, that's what, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, you're, you're, you're going from the fucking road to like something that is, you know, supernatural and doesn't even have near the same message as The Last of Us. I, like, yeah, no wonder you didn't like it. If you, all you were thinking about The Last of Us, you're playing out of the wake. This was the that. complete opposite end of the spectrum. In fact, you know what? There wasn't even a spectrum. There is The Last of Us Part 2, and then there's every other video game. And this was on the shittiest <laughs> part of the every other video game spectrum. <laughs> Wow! Jesus Christ! That's my. Opinion. I guess I'm surprised, but I'm that you actually were really glad we both here to talk about it and liked it. By it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I'll say the story is it's noir, which means that there's a definitely a level of cheesiness to it that I can oh, see yeah. from coming off The Last of Us. It's like, what the hell is this? Uh, the dialogue is really corny, um, but I, I, 
you mentioned it, and I agree with, because we were texting about it, and I agree with you. But the more I played it, the more I'm like, you know what? This kind of reminds me of playing Max Payne and kind of how cheesy and fun <laughs> playing Max Payne was. It is mm-hmm. cheesy and, and, and fun. Um, the gameplay, I think, is what kind of kept me going throughout it, though. The story was it was okay. The story was fine. It was basically an excuse to get from one episode to the next episode and just to do the combat i loved the combat i think the the light mechanic and shining the light and you know the timing of that and keeping your flashlights uh, batteries going and and reloading your aim at the same time like all of that worked really really well for me and i constantly Mm -hmm. felt super engaged in the combat as a result i thought the weapon choices they had were so clever for what it was like everything was one of the taken with a shooting a taken with a flare gun is one of the most satisfying things i do in a video game (laughs) it's so good yeah Especially when you get it at the right angle, and there's a bunch of other taken around him, and yeah, very satisfying. Uh, there was one part where I had stocked up on the um, the I guess the, the flash grenades. I just stocked up on them, and I was just throwing them left and right. So so satisfying just to see everyone <laughs> popping and flying all over the place. It also just I kept it the whole time during the cutscenes. The, the vibrations and the rumbles and the controllers drove me nuts and I, I couldn't figure yes. out if it's just because it was poorly implemented or because the Xbox isn't doesn't have HD rumble and I like HD rumble yeah. so much. <laughs> well, the, w- one of the ones that always like stuck out to me was in the very beginning in the tutorial. You're running across a bridge and like the darkness is coming at you and your your uh, your freaking controller is vibrating like you're getting the shit beat out of you. Yeah. And when it cuts, when it turns to the cutscene, you see that it's still on the other side of the bridge. I'm like, I thought it was like on my fucking heels because of how much this thing was fucking vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like, come back, I can't cross a bridge. <laughs> but when in the moment of combat stuff i liked it but yeah the bridge stuff we'll talk about the bridge stuff in a, in a second there were a few bridge sequences <laughs> that i was not a, a fan of but i think it was for me probably one of the more atmospheric games we've played for barf yes. I, I would put it up there with like a bioshock in terms of atmosphere bioshock ekes it out because the story is far better yeah. oh yeah than, than alan wake and that adds to the atmosphere but in terms of an atmosphere created by the sounds the lighting and all that kind of stuff really impressive i also really want them to make a next gen remake of this with ray tracing oh, and what they could do God. with that like that would be pretty amazing i'm all for that or we might get that uh soon with a possible expansion to control so there's that that we can get into later <laughs> yeah I, that's definitely where i wanted to go with this as well so i guess let's start off I want, i'm curious what you guys think about the episodic structure of this game do you think that worked for it is that because I'm reading Wikipedia, and, and you were telling me as well before that it was going to be an open world game originally, and then I, they parsed it down into that episodic structure. Yeah, I think what origin. I think one of the plans for it, and I could, viewers, listeners, I could be wrong on this. But I think what it was supposed to be is that it was actually going to be a downloadable. Uh, like not weekly, but kind of the episodic structure that we saw around that time with like Telltale games and everything, where it was just like, all right, episode one's out, episode two's out. Um, and I guess I think what I remember hearing happen was Microsoft saw it and we went, we don't like it, just put it all together. And so they just basically gave you a full season on a disc to play at home. That makes so um, much more sense because when yeah. I was playing it, I was like, first of all, this game is not a long game. It's it's a it's no. a relatively short game, but yeah. to play for ninety minutes and then see a black screen that says end of chapter or end of episode one, and it's literally just that black screen for like three minutes while a stupid song plays, 
And then hey. it says, previously on Alan Wake. And I was like, I know, I just played it yeah. for 90 minutes. Yeah. Why do I need to see a previously of what I literally just finished playing? So I was really confused. No, actually, and it would have made a lot more sense if it did come out episodically. Um, yeah. And that would have made it and even it, better because I wouldn't have continued episodically. I just definitely would have dropped off after episode one. Yeah. And and, and it sucks because like that's the, the this is the first time Remedy got fucked over with that. And then they got fucked over it again with uh, Quantum Break. Same with Microsoft, where there was supposed to be a television show that was going to be broadcast on an Xbox One that was the side oh, stories to right. what... Uh, I remember uh, Aaron Ashmore's character is doing and then they're like oh we're not doing the TV thing anymore figure out how to throw it into the game so now you've got these completely disjointed live action scenes <laughs> in the video game so yeah like and I, I I use the episodes as basically a way to pace myself like I would play, hit the end of an episode and go, all right, that's enough for today. And I turn it off and I come back to it the next day or a couple of days later or something like that. So that's how like I, I just used it as a way to like tell me, all right, you're stop playing for today. You're fine. <laughs> you, you've killed enough dark demon monsters. <laughs> I did the last four episodes in one sitting today. So Ooh. for me, it was a little bit much to. I, I could always skip the, the end of and the previously on. So like I, I was able to get past that. But it definitely feels odd of the pacing if you play it that way, where you come to this cliffhanger at the end of nighttime and then you're like waking up in a hospital bed and the doctor's yeah. like, ah, like, you know, you, you've been crazy. This, I'm like, what's going on? Like, there was some odd things like that where I feel like if I had played like once a week or something like that, it would have been better. I also think that the episodes were too long. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't need to be as long as they were. But if it was like released episodically, like a month at a time or something like that, I can see why that pacing made sense but when you're playing it straight through it kind of feels like okay so i go from point a to point b just to be told i need to go to the other place and to go to the other place i have to go through the dark forest and then you go to the place after that i have to go through uh you know a dark forest and then after that <laughs> i'm gonna go through another dark forest dark garden yeah a dark and, forest and with the same cool, three but... shadow enemies the entire game <laughs> that's it yeah like I, I do agree with you holden that i do enjoy the comment i especially enjoy the the flashlight stuff and like the flare mm -hmm. gun and everything but really for me like it gets weird when it's like but then you've got a gun and you just shoot the motherfucker it like <laughs> like in the beginning of the game when when zane is explaining like the mechanics to you and to alan and it's just like but he's still taken by the darkness he's lost you're gonna have to kill him like what the fuck he's just some fisherman dude like <laughs> he was in the wrong place at the wrong time and i gotta fucking kill him um like it definitely felt like that was more a demand of gameplay than it was of story because i feel like if this had just Absolutely. been a television show or a movie or something it would have just been the flashlight that was the weapon and especially later on when you get to uh, uh the the light lady and all that stuff like how light is a weapon it kind of got downplayed with, but also a gun. <laughs> I mean, they could have ripped off Luigi's Mansion completely and just oh, a vacuum yeah. cleaner and it's just like lighting them up and then sucking them up with the vacuum cleaner. Well, it, it's, it's like, like a Luigi's really Mansion. gruesome version of the vacuum cleaner. It's like sucking their guts out of their body into this <laughs> tiny tube. It's as visceral as like Gears of War as they get sucked into it. <laughs> 
Yeah, like it, it, they could have done it where like you shine the flashlight on them and like the darkness just gets blown off them and they just collapse. But I understand that like for processing power, having the amount of enemies that they do all staying mm-hmm. on screen going, oh, oh God, what happened? Uh, would have been a little too much yeah. for this game. So I get why they had to like have it so that they get defeated and then vanish and whatnot. But it just felt disconjointed from like the rest of the game. Like it was more of yeah. it's there because this is a video game. Absolutely. Because in like, the gameplay, I love that. But you're right. In the story and the lore, it does kind yeah. of feel a little odd. Yeah. He's a writer. He's not an assassin. Like Yeah, no, like like people complain about like Ray in Star Wars being able to like shoot a gun. I'm like, this motherfucker is a writer. I guarantee you he's Googled how to hold a gun. And then also Googled after that NSA, I'm just looking it up because I'm a writer. Um but, <laughs> but he like he's just like popping them left and right, like barely missing a shot. Like, okay, cool. I, all right. <laughs> <laughs> One way it does work really with the gameplay, though, is that you almost use your flashlight as the reticule, like your crosshair yes. to kind of know. And that I liked a lot as well. See, that's I. I feel like hearing you guys talk about this game, I feel like I played a completely different game because I hated that. I hated that in order to in order to shoot someone accurately, I had to waste my flashlight on them because that flashlight with the worst energizer like energizer should be pissed that they had some kind of sponsorship with them because energizer batteries only last <laughs> three seconds even in this said game energizer on it <laughs> yeah three seconds these batteries last so the fact that like even after i've cured them of the darkness with my light like i still had to keep pointing it at them if i wanted any chance of shooting them and hitting them I so actually no you don't there is actually a really strong aim assist. Oh, when, when I was playing earlier today, I, I at first felt the need to like hold L and keep pointing it at them to shoot. You can actually stop aiming at them and just pull the trigger. And if, as long as you're pointed towards them, he'll hit them. Oh, that's some that's some Resident Evil One tank controls bullshit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna but, say that's some serious writer googling how to fire a gun bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, like the I, I do I do like the light mechanic for it and like even still like even with uh i usually hate games where it's just like this enemy cannot be hurt until this is done because most of it went really quick it just felt like a natural thing for the story and i think Mm -hmm. that's what i like every most everything that i really love about this game is when it has to do with the story of it but when it gets really gamey is when i'm like all right well yeah i gotta walk over the fucking tree and balance myself and start the generator all right (laughs) start the generator thirty thousand times everywhere you go yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> weird gear icon just yep. spinning. <laughs> I also felt like I was really frustrated. I, I don't know whether you could call this narratively, but definitely gameplay-wise, when every single chapter, and sometimes several times throughout a chapter, you you Metroid Prime, you, you lose your shit every single time. Yeah. Like you get your pistol, just you get your shotgun, this. you get your hunting rifle, and then 10 minutes later, oh no, I fell off of a bridge and suddenly all my guns floated away. But and when you I think get about my the fact again. that it was going to be a separately downloaded episode where it probably wasn't going to be able to read your save. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because at the beginning of every single mission, it's like, oh great, I got the shotgun. But the last mission, I had the pump action shotgun and that was way right. better. Where the fuck is that? And I had <laughs> the flares from last time and now I get here and all my flares are gone. Like, There's also it. upgrades to the flashlight. And like when you were yep. used to having the big like lantern like flashlight, and you go back to just the like little like baby flashlight, whatever it was. Oh my gosh, it felt like it took forever to mm-hmm. to fight enemies. And it's that that is one way I think it hurt the pacing of the combat. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, but I also probably the... felt that more because I played it mostly in one sitting. <laughs> yeah. so I, just, I mean, pacing... before we get off the topic of, of combat, oh, yeah. the 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 last thing that I wish was different is I wish there was so much like any variety in enemies. Like they were all shadowy people with an axe or something yeah. that they swung like an axe at you, or they threw at you like an axe, and it was it was all of that. And all of all of your strategy with them with this was the same. It was dodging them at the last minute, mm-hmm. or running away from them to the light, or it was hitting with your light and shooting them uh, until you I, get to like. Things I genuinely would have, yeah, I genuinely would have enjoyed them straight up just being like the darkness made monsters. Now they're gonna come fucking fight you. Like it, it, mm-hmm. I, I didn't need there to be a dude there for it to make sense to me. You have this magical darkness that is using creativity to power itself. Fucking do whatever you want, man. Like fuck, let's go. <laughs> it actually would have made more sense if they were like monsters or something. Because why are these people in the middle of the town, of the the forest, if they're actually villagers in that small little mm-hmm. town? Like you probably killed the entire town. You- like, Oh, How is yeah, there a parade easily. at the end of the game? How do they even yeah. have enough people for that? Um, I all right. So, enemy variety. Yeah, there should be any more enemy variety. But there's one enemy type I just wanted them to take out of the game completely. And it's not a complaint with just this game. I had this complaint with a lot of different games. Is he'll have the really fast enemy that still has a ton of health and is fucking annoying as shit to fight. It's the same thing with Borderlands. So they had like the the invisible thing with a ton of health that moved super <laughs> yep. fast. Like why yep. would you do that? It's such a stupid idea. I hated I, I, that. It makes so me think much. of the the hunters from Left 4 Dead. Like the, oh, the, yeah. the the quick the quick ones. One one of my favorite memories this completely aside but I think it's funny. One of my favorite memories of that game is my wife Taro playing it. All of us were playing it. Everyone was dead but her and she's running towards the exit and out of this fire that she set with Molotov cocktails, this hunter just comes leaping at her on fire and just ends the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate I hate those kind of enemies. They're terrible. <laughs> I also, also I felt like there was a lot of times like the too, birds were just they were impossible to keep yeah. track of all the time. And then like yep. fighting them was not fun. And it was not like the whole. I felt like every time I fought the birds, I was doing it wrong, and that I couldn't yeah. figure out what the right way to fight the birds was because I felt like whatever I was doing was inefficient, and it was obviously not taking care of them like they should have been taken yeah. care of. Well, I it, had it also the best bird in, like, strategy. Oh, what was it? So I never used flitters all, all that often because as Chad likes to point out that I just use the fundamentals all the time. So I didn't use flitters mm-hmm. a lot. But when the birds came, I just held flitters up constantly until they went away. <laughs> just, oh, yeah, oh yeah, flitters yeah. done. All right, flitters done. It just kept like holding them up. <laughs> per- worked perfectly every single time. But but like the birds kind of brings up a thing that they could have done. Why, If the darkness can control people and a bird, could it, oh, why yeah. can't it control a deer? Or a bear, right? Or if it can control an, or... an oil can, and it can control a freaking yeah tractor. So I, yeah, there could have been some really interesting, like you know, enemy variety just with that. If the concept was it has to have a host, I so... didn't even think of like the oil canisters and like you know big metal pillars and stuff. I didn't even think of those as enemies. I just found them really fucking annoying because <laughs> how there's so many parts from like I think I'm just going to have to get lucky and run through this. How are you supposed yes. to actually shine your flashlight and get all of them down? It's, you're going to die. Flash it's impossible. It, yeah. That's where flashbangs so, came into play. So as much oh, okay. as I love this game, like and and I do, like it has it has stuck with me over the 10 years that it's been out. Like the uh, on difficulty class, I ran a game for people, and the town there is based on Twin Peaks and Bright Falls. Like that's why that town is on a lake, is because of Alan Wake, and I love it and all that. But like the last episode of the game 
completely shits the bed. Like, it, it's just like, we're just going to throw everything at you with absolutely no communication as to why or how or what you're going to do. We're just going to put that yellow dot on the screen and you need to get there. And then not only that, but the, not only does the gameplay take take a dive, the story takes a dive too, where the story is almost completely non-existent <laughs> in the last episode. And then it just ends with a cliffhanger that didn't even really make sense for the rest of the game. Yep. And 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 it does echo it I, I understand like I think it, they, what they were trying to do was echo the quote from the opening of the game, the part with Stephen King saying how there that horror it should live with no explanation because that's what sticks with you. And I think that's what they are going for, but instead of that sticking with us in a good way, it stuck with us like what the fuck does an ocean mean? Why did it turn <laughs> right? into an ellipsis? <laughs> <laughs> what does the ellipses mean? <laughs> there were also so, so many things in the final episode that were just stupid from a story perspective. Yes. Like the watching the television show where Alan wakes on TV and he's like, well, I guess the main character died at the end of the book. <laughs> right? And I'm like, gee, I wonder what's going to happen at the end of this episode. Like, yeah. like do I was, have to watch this for the entire four minutes that it's on my TV? Yep. I just I walked away and I, th- I think as soon I don't know, maybe it was just timing my part, but I walked away and then my wife came in the door. Or the wife came in the door. Uh, mm. I don't really, yeah, it was. It felt like a very weird scene. There's no real relevance other than to tell, not even foreshadow, but to blatantly telegraph you're going to die at the end of this episode. Um, but did there's he? That. We don't know. He, maybe he's in an ocean. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like maybe I missed something, but this might have been one of the dumbest things I've, I've seen, like, as a small, minute, non-important story beat, is when... Alan's about to leave the like well lit room, wherever it's called, and mm-hmm. he goes to Sarah and sorry, goes to Barry. He's like, Barry, take Sarah's gun. You need to protect everyone. And I'm like, she's an officer. He's an agent for books. Like, why are you giving him <laughs> the gun? <laughs> oh my god, that makes no sense. I didn't was, remember I, that scene. That's so dumb. It's and that's why I feel like I'm missing something because it's like it's kind of a little sexist. Like, give the gun to the man because he knows how to handle yeah. that better than the trained officer who happens to be female. It was so weird. That's and I'm like really maybe it weird. comes back like he's gonna save Alan and that's why they showed no. him getting the gun. But nope, nothing. It just that's it just that's what it was. Very strange. Yeah, super strange. Yeah. Um, it, oh, you got sorry. <laughs> no, no, that's that's. Well, like that's all. Yeah, the the. Yeah, the the story like the I do I do enjoy the characters of the game despite their dialogue not being the best and that dialogue not syncing well with their lips. But <laughs> I do really I like I I find myself like thinking back on the characters and and liking them and finding it enjoyable. Like the two old rockers, like I I fucking love those two. They're hilarious. <laughs> um, not only that, r- real quick, like that song. Poet and the Muse, I still listen to to this day. The the song that like tells Alan like how everything is supposed to work, like you know, find the Lady of the Light who's gone mad in the night. I still listen to that song to this day because it's so fucking good. <laughs> is that the song that played while you were on the stage? Surviving no, the that one is so. So this here's a weird again. Like I said before we started recording, I have random little uh, Alan Wake facts that I know. So the band that performed both those songs is Poet of the Falls. And they uh, had, like, a good buddy-buddy relationship with Remedy. So they have music in almost every Remedy game. 
like they did the soundtrack for Max Payne one and two, and they had the two songs in this. And I think they, I think there's a song that they did for Quantum Break. But the Poet and the Muse is still one of the one of my favorite songs to listen to, and I loved, I loved in the story that it was just like it, another thing of creativity helped learn it helped you discover what you need to do to solve this problem it, it, it that that was the main story thread that i just kept enjoying through the game like the doctor that was institutionalizing creative people and then selling their art for his own gains like i i thought that was a really interesting way to go with the story and and then you go shoot shadow people <laughs> <laughs> i agree the characters were a lot of fun i liked barry i thought barry was funny um, yeah, but the, the weakest character is fucking obnoxious. Well, I, I like I like the fact that Barry is not the same character he is at the beginning of the game when it's over. Like he actually has a character development arc. Mm-hmm. Like he goes from just being the all he cares about is Alan sitting at a uh, typewriter and putting words on the page. That's all Barry cares about. And then to literally go to him with Christmas lights wrapped around him with a head like, <laughs> like I've got the eye of Mordor. Like it's <laughs> And the, he's I facing that down really these he's facing down these monsters is like the first time you meet Barry, you're like, this dude's dead. Like he is, he's the first to fucking go. <laughs> and so the fact that he actually like be like saved people and went through and did stuff, I I thought that was a really cool thing to happen in the story. The weakest character for me was the wife, and that's what kind of like yes. killed the story. She is literally just her character can be described as one word: wife. You should care about yes. her because she's a wife. Yes. Oh no, Alan Wake lost his wife. Who is she? I don't. I don't. I don't know. But. That yeah, th- no, it's his wife. <laughs> like, definitely that's the all weakest that's part of the story was her. Yeah, it, like she she is completely one dimensional. They wasted all of the back the flashbacks with her to just be like she's afraid of the dark. Get it? <laughs> get it? <laughs> she's afraid of the dark. Do you do you get it yet? <laughs> so it's like I'm like, why aren't we developing her and like actually showing? who she is not just who she is to alan but like who she is as a person to so we care about her so we want to definitely go save her and everything like that and instead she is just the wife every once in a while she'll kind of like cut into frame with the weird like yeah. ghost lady thing and it's ghost like lady. Oh, yeah. that's right yeah oh yeah that's why i, thought I just had this. to get to the gas station <laughs> yeah that's why i'm doing this um so all right before are we I want to start talking about kind of control because Chad, you're a big fan of control. You like to control a the, lot. That was the only thing getting me through this game was whatever its connection to control. Because the next control DLC they've said is going to be Alan Wake related. So the, I, like, I'm going to say this: I haven't finished Control yet, but do not stop that. Do not stop that from you guys talking about anything okay. about. I don't Holden care if I get spoiled. I, either. I haven't really played that much of it. I played enough of it to know it has some of the same yeah. noir mentalities of kind of some cheesyish dialogue and that kind of voiceover. So, like, how does you that? You can't just get away by yet? calling the dialogue cheesy. The dialogue is terrible. It is terrible, and the per- like it, the performances. Listen to this quote that I wrote down, and I will deliver it exactly as the character did. <laughs> oh God! She had sounded off somehow. She called me. There was a railway bridge up ahead. No change in pace to separate those <laughs> thoughts at all. Yeah. One talking well, like, about this like, woman, one talking even, about a even, bridge that he sees. Even at the beginning of it, like the, the guy that plays Alan does this amazingly good job at delivering the Stephen King quote. And then it just goes, 
<laughs> my name is Alan Wake. I'm a writer. Flash Alan Wake on the screen. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who? And then, like, it cuts back to the same mountain view going over everything, and then the dial, and then the narration keeps going. Like, who cut this? <laughs> who did this? <laughs> Why did and you it's do non-stop. this? Stop. Oh, that's... I had fallen off so many cliffs; it was ridiculous. Like that's like. I fucking it drove me mad. The fact that it was nonstop throughout the entire game wanted to make me well, stab like, myself in the eye. I, I again, I like what they were going for because they were going for it actually sounding like book narration, like how the the author would write the description of the character doing things. So I like that they wanted to do that. Did it work? Nope. <laughs> nope. Or even like the yeah. real life dialogue. Listen to this quote from the sheriff. <clears throat> Come in. Your phone is on the desk. The battery was dead. It's charged now. <laughs> yeah. A four year old <laughs> just learned how to talk about a phone, and those are all the sentences they could form about it. Yeah. <laughs> so I, you're basically saying that the dialogue and control is. It, it's superior. exactly the same. It's exactly the same. No, I'm just kidding. Control is. is so much better. <laughs> um, but no, so yes, control is the only thing that kept me honestly finishing this game i was i was had it not had any kind of connection to control i would have texted you and be like i'm not finishing this game but i will gladly watch a walkthrough like we did for resident evil um <laughs> oh my god but, <laughs> but i uh like going through it and seeing like the fact that all of the shit just starts shaking and flying at you i was like okay that's kind of cool i can see the connection I'm trying to figure out when this gets revealed as an AWE, like, what about is it going to be like a typewriter that somebody sits at and then it makes their nightmares come true or sh like, like whatever they write comes true? Like, I'm trying to figure out the whole time, like, what is the control AWE from the house that is then causing all of this to happen? So that's that's what kept me interested in it. So that when I finally do experience the answer to that in the next expansion, I will have some context for it. Other mm -hmm. than that, this game can suck. So. So what one of the interesting for me? So the, I'll I'll be honest. Like chat, I know I know you love Control. I know I, I've heard you talk game about it year, quite a bit. I've heard you gush about the game, and, and and honestly, I bought the game because of you. Like that, you you were the reason why I I bought the game was because you you raved about it. But f what's funny is Holden and I are sitting everything here saying before, how, like, but doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 no. <laughs> it's not that big of a butt. It's I my know, size butt. With you. Um, no, so like. <laughs> Holden and I have been sitting here talking about how, like the combat of Alan Wake felt uh you know felt good and it felt engaging with the flashlight and everything like that. And and yeah, I, I will agree with you. Like the the dialogue, the writing and everything in Alan Wake is not is not great. It's not the best. But what's funny for me is that like I have like the flip of both opinions on control. Like from what I have played, the story and the dialogue is really good. It has me engaged, and then every piece of the combat I don't give two shits about, and I just want to be through it. Like the first time a boss fight popped up in Control, I went, "No, no, I just want the story. Why are you making me do this? I don't want to do this. This is annoying." Like the dude fucking flying around the fucking thing. I'm just yep. like, just yeah, stop. I remember that. Can you just? I, sir, sir, sir. And he kills you so fast, too, that you have to do yeah. it over and over again. Yeah. And, and, and then that just becomes like, a regular ass enemy that you fight. <laughs> I know. And, and that's and that's the thing. Like, the it's it has it definitely feels 
I can see the connection between Alan Wake, Quantum Break, and uh, Control. Like, the combat there, as far as, like, the aiming and everything feels very similar. But I'm like, do we have to, though? <laughs> could, could, I, could, could it just be more about, like, the weird shit and, like, maybe some puzzles and using the powers in weird ways instead of just, bad guy there, shoot, die. Like, it, it's it's so... It's so basic when you look at a game that has these mind-bending cinematics and, like, these crazy-ass themes going on to then just boil it down to hold gun, shoot dude. And that's and, and, and I'll be honest, that is still the same thing with me for Alan Wake, where it, it's, like, got all of these themes going on and everything, and it just comes down to shoot the bad guy. But at least with Alan Wake, it's got that little bit of added thing of, like, with the flashlight where it's that feels like it's tying it to the story. And I know the gun in control is supposed to tie everything to the story, but it doesn't feel like that during combat. I but actually agree with you that. Yeah. The combat's the weakest part of control. Oh, and okay. Cool. Yeah. The story is, is a hundred percent what keeps you going, but there okay. are, there are actual boss battles that aren't actually part of the game. The main storyline, they're all the side quests. Like all the side quests oh. are where all of, like 90% of the boss battles in the game are, and you don't really come across okay. them anymore in the actual mainline game. Uh, but those are fun as well. But no, yeah, I do agree with you. They're like, especially once you start like getting all of your skills and you've got the four or five things that you do, it's just, I get to a room, there's a bunch of guys, how do I clear it so I can get to the next story piece, so I can get to the next yeah. collectible that I can read and, and freaking laugh my ass off. <laughs> that game is so good. I did, I, I like... I, I loved the Night Springs videos in in Twin Peaks. I almost said Twin Peaks. Well, it may as well be Twin Peaks in Alan Wake. Uh, but uh, like, I, it's even it was funny. Like even in there, they couldn't get the the lips with the voices for some reason. I don't know why. But like the videos that I've watched in Control are like that, but better. Like <laughs> they're just oh God, the so fucking, insane. The children's show in Control. The children's <laughs> show. What the. It's that? so fucking terrifying, but also amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I like that they've continued to do that through their games. Like that's kind of been like their one of their their I don't even know staples. I don't know what you'd call it. But yeah. Anybody else got anything? <laughs> no, I don't have much to say about Control because no. I've only played like a few hours of it. Um, mm-hmm. I need to go back and play that, and I feel more compelled to play Control now because I did like Alan Wake. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and, like, just how, like, the connection to Control is what kept Chad going through it, the connection to Alan Wake is what will probably keep me going through Control, mm-hmm. is, yeah. like, no, I, I want to know what the heck is going on. I think it's really neat that they decided to merge those two uh, uh, worlds. It sounds like some crazy shit that I would try to pull and someone would go, no, don't, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice that, you know, someone who had the uh, similar thought to me got told yes, so that's nice. <laughs> uh, oh, but uh, the, the the thing I do want to say, though, is that, like, so I, I, I love Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks is my shit. I, I love everything about it. And this, I think that might be another thing with Alan Wake. There are so many fucking Twin Peaks references in this game. In this game, it is amazing. Like the diner you walk into at the beginning is almost exactly the diner from Twin Peaks. Like there, there's little references here and there. Like over the typewriter in the cabin, there's an owl, and I, I love it. It, it, it made me happy. <laughs> I need to watch Twin Peaks. Do it. My- my favorite show, I won't mention it, Chad. Don't worry, I won't mention its name. The creator of it says he had a lot of inspirations from Twin Peaks and kind of put it in there. It's what Mr. Show? Fucking Robot. 
Yeah. <laughs> I get show. you. Well, I mean, a lot of shows took inspiration from Twin Peaks, so yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah, I don't. Yeah, so we got we all good on Alan Wake. Yeah, we do have two um, community people who played aside from Trevor who wanted to share their thoughts. Coming from uh, Porkchop one eighteen YT, he says Alan Wake bad. Thank you, Porkchop. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully disagree, Mister. Uh, and then we also had G F and Smitty wrote in and said this game wasn't Destiny, so it was bad. And then Porkchop <laughs> also says this game wasn't Doom Eternal, so it bad. I so, mean, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for playing. It's very with similar us. to Doom Eternal. I don't know what you're talking about. Basically, <laughs> the same thing. Um, yeah, I just I kept the running the whole time. You didn't. Yeah. St- you didn't stop. You didn't, you didn't stop running. What? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our next one for July is Fable Anniversary or Fable the Original. If you have some way to play that too, we are playing that yep. for July's Barf. Uh, so get that I, ready. I to hope go. if you uh, if you've never played it before, you are really uh, comfortable and used to being called Chicken Chaser. I have not played it since it came out, and I have no refer- you, no frame of reference get, for that. Get prepared. Get prepared to hear that like thirty <laughs> fucking times in an hour. <laughs> oh look, it's the Chicken Chaser. <laughs> Perfect, uh, Trevor. Thank Dallas you for joining us for thoughts. this. Oh yeah, yeah Dallas has updated great. thoughts. Dallas has updated thoughts. He says, uh, "Oh, this game wasn't The Last of Us, so it's bad." God damn it, Dallas! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trevor, fucking, thanks for joining us for this one. Uh, where can people find you in case they want to follow you and laugh at your voice? In, like, laugh with you. <laughs> while your I, voice <laughs> no, it's fine. My voice is weird as fuck. Don't worry about it. Uh, they can find me on several podcasts. You can find me on Difficulty Class, which is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Uh, you can find me on another podcast, which is uh, much different from that, called From the Same Mister, where me and my half-sister talk about being donor-conceived. And uh, then there's another one called I'm Gonna Podcast, and it's kind of on hiatus as we figure out what the fuck we're doing with it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. If you are watching live on Twitch, we'll be back in probably about 20, 30 minutes with our regular weekly episode, which includes Trevor and Steven Deutschman from EF Gaming. Yeah. We'll yeah. see you soon.